From Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast. Well, I came home like a stone And I fell heavy into your arms These days of darkness Wish we'd known We'll blow away But I It's the week of Friday, August 10th, 2012, and it's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and we are back to a normal crew. It finally feels like we're home again, <laughs> because I see you at my home. Sitting across me, the very lovely Maya Strang. Can I be your co-host? Like in life? You are yeah, my co Yeah, you're like, I'm the life. host. I'll be like, I'm a co-host. We're all co-hosts. On my Twitter bio, I put that I'm the uh, founder of Relevant and the co-founder of Cohen. You did? Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. It, ju- it just got weird. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the CEO of Cohen. <laughs> Cohen Enterprises. Um, when I was eight, I had, I had Cameron Enterprises. You did. What'd you do? Uh, we sold um, your business model? Um, publishing. And uh, we had theme parks. <laughs> and that's a that's an ambitious mm-hmm. eight year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, what well, was was the theme park like? Just some like a like a tree fort you put together in the backyard <laughs> no. with like a haphazard rope sh- swing. Hold on. Uh, sitting next to Maya is Calvin Kearley. I'm the co-pilot. <laughs> and on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, that's Jesse Carey. I'm not sure of my title. <laughs> <laughs> and on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. I am the illustrious producer. There you go. No, yeah, ca- you get a cool title. Eight-year-old yeah. Cameron, Cameron Enterprises, was uh, I, I set up a storefront on our back porch selling all of my toys and stuffed animals. To who? Uh, can, can I ask? Can I, can I ask? Yeah, that was my question. Did you actually have like neighbor children? No. Or were they imagined? No, I was just kind of designing an, a, t- a prototype retail space, right? Uh, of the sort of... <laughs> it was a pop-up. It was a pop-up store on my back porch, and my mom was, and I made signs that said Cameron Enterprises, and she said, "What do you do?" And I said, "We have retail, publishing, clearly, and theme parks." And did, uh, did, the, did the city come after you for zoning yeah. laws? <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry, we're sorry, uh, Mr. Strang, but this is clearly a residential area. Yeah. <laughs> The pop-up store. I like the theme park thing. Like, you know how Universal has ride the movies? What if we, like, ride the magazines? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a roller coaster. It, I was going to say, it's rolling chairs. It's like office chairs that you push around really fast. The weirdest part of the theme park would be the podcast land. Yes. <laughs> that would be very awkward. <laughs> Flying water jetpack rides. Oh, it's more of an after dark area. Of the it's kind of like a large Ewok village that's uh, the Chimpocalypse land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you have to fight. You have to battle your way out from the chimpocalypse. <laughs> that sounds great. That does actually sound kind of cool. Sounds fun. <laughs> I mean, it, you could you sign a waiver because most likely right. you die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most of the people don't ever leave. The right. There's a tank in oh, there I'm... that you can drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I guess I can still fulfill the the original vision of Cameron Enterprises I guess we got the publishing part retail's fairly easy we could do a pop-up store or something local mm-hmm. and I can start well, you could do the zipline and <laughs> call it a zipline there you go. I could, yeah I could I, yeah local small attraction can get the ball rolling I can just build on it over years and one day we have a theme park I like it this is the land this is where you want to start them you know I mean yeah. 50 million people a year you could have like a great marketing angle like the most dangerous amusement park <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, the, the tagline would be Calvin's. Ride the magazines. Right. <laughs> yeah. Don't ride spin magazine. You'll get dizzy. Flute me. Flute me. Or the Rolling Stone. That's the teacups. Hashtag flute me. Yeah, the Rolling Stone ride is yeah. like the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. Yeah. You get a lot of bruises. Or the, or the big, uh, big boulders. Big rock. Yeah, that's Rolling Stone. I feel like Fast Company could be cool. <laughs> that would be great. One. <laughs> like a high speed one, you know? It's like a rock and roller coaster. Yeah, Time Time Magazine is actually just a three-hour line. And, then you get, <laughs> and you get to the end, and they're like, well, that's it. Would, would, would National Geographic be like the uh, Disney uh, like safari park? Yeah, it'd be the safari, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or the geographic, though. I mean, if you don't take the animal part of it, it's just geography. It's, just, it's a large interactive yeah, map. Yeah, you're already there. It's a large interactive map. You are yeah, riding. Yeah, that's wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. You, are, you are already riding National Geographic. Where you are right now, listener. Somewhere, yep. yeah. All right, so Jesse, you're back. You took a week off. Uh, we realized in your absence, we have not done a podcast this year without Jesse. Really? Well, I've come and gone. I, 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 I don't, I'm not always around. You're definitely not always here. Calvin, he's new. We have not done one this year without Jesse. <laughs> he's not allowed to And Jesse did kind of make an he appearance did last make, week. Yeah, you made a very, very large appearance in the Rambo segment. Yep. Yeah, so. I, yeah. It, it was it, it, that was really Adam's segment. I just provided some some mild color commentary. Uh, I was listening to the podcast last night at the house, and Maya came home and hadn't heard it yet at the time. And, and, and you know, last week's podcast, I enjoyed it. I mean, the Olympian was, was, was great talking to Lloyd. Uh, you know, the Rambo segment was hilarious. But I don't know. It felt different, you know, because the, the rhythm wasn't the same. The the I don't know. The, rhythm didn't the pace too. was off. The rhythm. Because yeah, I was afraid you were going to say, it was the first one you weren't on all year. It was the highest rated one so far. <laughs> <laughs> Higher so, than 10. Through the roof. Something <laughs> fell off. And, and what I realized when Maya came home and was listening to it with me, she she's laughing at the jokes. She's interacting it's with it, funny. going, oh, no, and laughing like in my ear, you know, behind me. And I'm really, actually, Maya not being there is what made it feel weird, you know, uh, when we recorded it. Well, when you don't have a co-host. Right. Uh, it just feels, yeah, it just feels weird. Yeah. I was. I was very reactive to everything. You know, going on just way more reactive than I was. Because Maya is very reactive when we record the podcast. She lets us know when things are funny because she laughs. Right. She lets us know when things are awkward because she rolls her eyes. <laughs> she keeps us on track. She keeps us on track. Mm-hmm. And we don't we don't realize that until she's missing and right. it froze. There's a throws few. Everything yeah, every off. so often you'll hear it when I'm not on. They'll they'll tweet out. I'll be honest, guys my, went crazy this week. I'll, I'll be honest. There are times when you're not on the podcast that I want to go back and pull in your laugh track from other weeks. I told him last time. I go you maybe should. you should just insert my laugh I'm gonna totally like an automatronic Maya yes <laughs> yeah. I'll just hey, I'll say that'll be at our theme park yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like our own version of Siri right. just, yeah. <laughs> automated Maya that's all me <laughs> I was saying I could with Chad I could sit down I could say common things I would say normally to slices or right. funny things like, and or just, just like laughing. oh Jesse oh, oh no Jesse. you didn't yeah <laughs> did I say that <laughs> yeah <laughs> What? Where are you? I don't what know if you've ever said that. Yeah. yeah. Talk to the hand. Bazing. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. All these a little, things that yeah. she's clearly never said. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop! There it is. <laughs> like for some reason, it automatically. She was stuck in the nineties, I guess. Yeah, that has very dated commentary. Right. <laughs> uh, you can download. Oh no, it. you didn't. <laughs> So Jesse, you were gone, uh, but I le- was mostly missed. Yeah, well, you left, saying. but but he <laughs> left us to fend for ourselves, you know. So we were a little lost without Jesse uh, being part of last week's recording. So, but you were gone for a good reason. 
You, That's right. you were tanning on the Jersey Shore. Uh, I was. How, how, how did that go? Well, you know, I had, it was, it was my, my in-laws are from that region. So they invited us, they, they rented a beach house. It just, uh, just a short distance away from Seaside Heights, the, the home of the popular um, reality show Jersey Shore. So in preparation for this trip, I had, I had been tanning for weeks. I, I had gotten my blowout haircut freshly trimmed. And for about the last year and a half, when I knew we were going on this vacation, I've been pumping iron pretty hard. Right. Uh, I've been juicing, guys. Um, confession time. Uh, I, put on, I put on a good 150 pounds. In, in sole preparation for this week-long vacation. Um, Did you frost your tips? Uh, yeah, frosted tips. That's a, that's a hair-related um, question. <laughs> yeah, just, I, I got heavy tribal tattoos. Oh, good. Uh, full back, full oh. back piece. Um, some weird tribal stuff. It's got like a, it's got demon bat wings. <laughs> and I actually have a, like an affliction shirt that matches the tattoo. So when I take it off, it's still there. Pat- it's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> the, awesome. the tattoos were, were made from the Affliction shirt. Sure. All right. uh, and all this was in preparation for the trip. Now, I had a great time hanging out with the family, but the Jersey Shore element, I was a little disappointed by. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I did see people that were like on the show, but I was expecting it to be just the GTL, you know, 24-7 there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I went to the t-shirt shop, which they work at on the show. And uh, confession, do you guys ever watch Jersey Shore? I have no idea what you're talking no. about. I've, seen, like, I've never watched two it. episodes in my life. You, you're all lying. Um, <laughs> 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 they work at a t-shirt shop, and the owner of the t-shirt shop is prominently featured on episodes of the show, and he was actually there. It wasn't a very bit large operation, uh, and, and you could only buy – I actually had a conversation with a buddy of mine that for a year, how much would it cost to be solely – Adorned in items that you could buy at that t-shirt shop. I would do it uh, for no money. Uh, but it was all sweatpants and t-shirts there. Did you buy anything? Uh, Dana bought some sweatpants. Okay. Uh, <laughs> most of the sayings on the sweatpants were inappropriate, but she found one that just said Jersey Shore on there. Which somehow is inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. 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 But which, in the, if you saw how they shaped it with a font, it's very inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go into more detail, but... <laughs> What? But no, it was a good time. Though. Did you? Did you? Did you go clubbing? Yeah, I was gonna ask. We went by. Okay, so we went to. There are nightclubs featured on the show, but they were closed uh, during the weeknights. And mm. we did go to a couple of the like uh, kind of bar restaurants that they frequent just to kind of see what they're about. And uh, they're pretty seedy. I did not feel safe. <laughs> did you? Did you see Jay Wow? Uh, Jay Wow was not. The, actually, the cast had just left. Like uh, I heard, like a week or two before. Yeah, you need uh, to plan your vacation around the filming of it. Right. Yeah. Do a little more research ne- ne- next, next time. time. Next time, in hindsight, I will tell my in-laws to uh, be more <laughs> yeah. intentional with the right. schedule. Right. Uh, but I did find out, uh, Jersey Shore related, that the place that we Dana and I had our wedding reception in New York is this. Uh, uh, place like on a golf course in the Hudson Valley, and Snooky is having her baby shower there in a few weeks, and it's going to be filmed for the TV show. There you go. Um, is she married connected. yet? She's engaged. Is she? To, the to Gianni. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know their name. Let us know she is engaged. Yeah, like you guys don't know. Uh, well, we have, uh, we have a great podcast in store for you today. Um, a, lot, a lot's happening. A lot's happening. In the studio, we have an NBA 
player saying his dear goodbyes to our what was a great team. Dwight Howard's going to be on the show. (laughs) 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 To our our beloved Orlando Magic, uh, NBA power forward Ryan Anderson uh, joins us. Yes, Jesse, I was hoping that that name would not be uttered (laughs) too soon. But uh, for those of you who don't know or follow basketball, uh, the subject of many stories here on this show, Dwight Howard has finally and mercifully been traded away from our franchise, thus ending a very difficult time in my life (laughs) and beginning a very difficult time for anybody who watches SportsCenter for the next three years. Um, Yeah, Dwight's uh, part of the Lakers now, but we're not going to talk about that this week because it's too soon and I'm still processing. (laughs) (sighs) We're going to focus on good things, like Yellow Ostrich, a great band who uh, is also coming up on the show. Yes, we're going to have a Yellow Ostrich here in the studio today. No. Not an actual. Oh. Can we have that, that in our theme park, though? though? Yeah, yes. I think that'd be Absolutely. great. Absolutely, definitely. But up first, your entertainment releases. Um, music coming out on Tuesday, August fourteenth. Yellow Card is uh, still around with Southern Air. Yellow Card. The classic crime with Phoenix. An epic, no less, with Echo of Love. And our pick of the week, Heath McNeese with Thrift Store Jesus. Dies a million times and feels the first plunge of the knife Every time he shuts his eyes And wakes the morning with his cries Then what am I? If not the same I miss her unexpectedness Her faults and her resistances Movie releases coming out on Friday, August 17th Oh boy The Expendables 2 I'm a little excited. <laughs> well, in light they, they, of they have they they literally <laughs> put every action star. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone, Jason St- uh, Statham, Jet Li, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Chuck Norris is in it. That's right. Damn. Yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme, okay, these Bruce guys, Willis. They, they didn't even get listed. They didn't even get listed. I know. That's yeah. how deep there's, they there, roll. There's one how glaring exception, though. Does anyone know who it is? Um, Jesse. Curry. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I haven't been invited despite all of my emails. So. Sylvester Stallone. Um, yeah, uh, Seagal is not in this movie. He is the one that, you know, I would like to see like Wesley Snipes too, but mm-hmm. Steven Seagal, I feel like would have been a perfect addition to this movie. Actually, what they need is comic relief. They need Chris Tucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they need a fast talking wise guy. <laughs> Also coming out, Sparkle, the the movie starring Jordan Sparks and um, Whitney Houston, the oh, late yeah. great. Are you saying that to be funny? No, she was great and she is late. Right. <laughs> so it's an appropriate title. You're being respectful. I was, yeah. But uh, you said was, it with a smirk. I say everything, everything with, with a smirk. smirk. <laughs> there you go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get weird and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. Growing my greenbacks, I call it David Banner. You can save the banter. That is Shane Witty, my city demands grander. Then your delusions of grandeur. The way we spit equal big rap bonanza. Your sloppy styles can never defeat our stanzas. We are you, Dennis Kadusha, Kung Fu Pandas. This podcast is brought to you by Story Conference. 
this September, the 2012 Story Conference hits downtown Chicago. Join over a thousand creative minds gathering to fuel the creative process and learn from creative professionals from multiple industries. You'll hear from speakers Anne Lamott, Bob Goff, Lynn Hybels, and many more. Plus, live performances from Sleeping at Last, All Sons and Daughters, The Royal Royal, and Sarah McIntosh. Register today at StoryChicago.com and save 50 bucks with the code RELEVANT. The special discount expires after August 31st. It's more like in the knowing that Charlie Sheen you wouldn't have seen. The wind is flowing. You're getting me, you're kidding me. That's really silly. I'm the whore that you scream for, Sydney. You're listening to Cookbook of LA Symphony. Uh, the song is Musica Grande featuring Chino XL. At the beginning of the podcast, yes, indeed, you heard the new single, the first single. From Mumford and Sons, mm-hmm. I will wait. It's from their upcoming album, Babel. It's a biblical, I know, little place. <laughs> okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, I have a, I have a twofer today, but they're along. They're they're similar themes, so I, so I'm lumping them together. Um, if you live in the city of San Francisco, there is a, a great opportunity for you because a man there is has opened up a Star Wars lightsaber school. What? Uh, cool. Yeah, that's right. You can go and enroll in this guy's uh, a little program, and he'll teach you all about how to handle a lightsaber. You'll learn all the moves, uh, including the figure eight, the behind the back, the twirl, and of course, the wedgie preventer. <laughs> Because they're because <laughs> they're nerdy. Uh, by the end of the class, his guarantee is that you will be able to reenact the entire five minute ninety move mat battle scene between Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader in The Empire Strikes Back. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, you know, show some initiative. This tough economy. There's still people enrolling in lightsaber school, um, and they could have used some of these Jedi's at a recent medieval festival that happened in France. Uh, this just goes to show that uh, both slices show that uh, adults armed with fantasy swords is never a good combination, uh, because a at this medieval festival. The organizers, after a few days, were counting the profits they took in from you know, people visiting the fair. And it was around 30 grand. All of a sudden, several knights on horseback, armed with swords and axes, <laughs> rode in, stole the cash, and then rode out. Awesome. Yeah, it kind of is awesome. I think <laughs> that I'm not, I don't support armed robbery. Okay. okay? That's I, good, to I know. good to know. Little clarification. Yeah, I, I, I want to put that position out there. But if you are going to be an armed robber, you know, dressing up as a knight and robbing a medieval fair is kind of sweet. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, but like I said, maybe if they had employed some of these lightsaber students, this would have never happened. Yeah, I so, would agree. Yeah. So beware if you're on a medieval festival. <laughs> I suggest arming yourself. <laughs> what do you have, Maya? Uh, have you, you, we all live in Florida. We go to the beach. We lay out. We can not, get, not Jesse. Well, he lays out at the Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can in get, preparation for the Jersey Shore. We're laying on out his way to the laundry. Frequently, yeah. yeah. Um, sunburns. We've all had them. Just so you know, don't ever mess with Tiffany Sherry. She actually is probably going to be in jail for a while, so you don't have to worry about it. She's from Pennsylvania. And um, just a couple of days ago, she was at home with um, her kids and her boyfriend. And she was doing just some housework. 
And her boyfriend thought it'd be funny to come behind. He knew she had a really bad sunburn to come by and like smack her what? in yeah. the leg or yeah, something. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, that's really messed up. That's good. That's good material. That's yeah. comedy gold. Right yeah, he was yeah. like, he and he knows. So I, I like to think that's what we do with our listeners audibly. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like that. A, smack a, a, a playful, open-handed smack is rarely not funny. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything that Three Stooges taught us. Well, <laughs> don't mess with Tiffany is, is the moral of the story. She didn't think it was funny at all. She turned around and she grabbed a steak knife and went running after him in their house. He ran into where the kids were and he said, well, you're not going to stab me in front of your children, are you? She, she, she calmed down, said, children, please leave. She then proceeded to stab him a few times. He got away. He's obviously fine. Um, all because he hit her sunburn. But turns out she's done this before. She has been arrested before for stabbing a man um, with a fork over disagreement about diapers. Isn't whoa, that whoa, crazy? Whoa, I might, another man. Another man. In 2008, she stabbed another person with a fork. About over, diapers. About so clearly diapers. it's the same children. Yeah. So she's just, she's crazy. So she, she she assaults a man, maybe kills him, we're not sure, moves on, finds another man, does yeah. the same. Yeah. This is her pattern. She's her, a black widow. Her, her Yeah. Her thing is she will stab you with whatever's around. And he, she happened to be in the kitchen doing dishes. And so he just un, was unfortunate to get the knife. Wow! Like she could, not, not the she, type of fir- someone with a you know outstanding assault uh, conviction yeah. is not the type of person you want to slap their sunburn. <laughs> right. And he totally thought it was gonna be funny and like, oh, that hurts. I don't like you. That's why I'm gonna stab you. Isn't that crazy? She it was. It was like she probably did say the words, "Oh, that hurts," and "I don't like you." There was probably just a lot more ex- expletives. Right. Did, did she go? Oh no, you didn't, <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> So just be careful next time you're trying to do something. Oh. <laughs> That's do just some, good life advice just there, Mike. Like just, just be careful next time you're trying to <laughs> do, do something. something. Yeah. Something I think we should probably hurt. just rule out slapping people with sunburn. Uh, what do you have there, Calvin? Well, have you ever thought to yourself, and I'm sure I'm a, a culprit of this myself, uh, that there are too many babies on Facebook? You're going through like your Facebook. babies or pictures not, of not, babies? I think it'd be over accounts. 15. <laughs> no, they've, they've, they've figured it out. They're invading. No, like people, you're going through Baby Facebook. Spammers. And uh, all you see are pictures of babies uh, and stuff like that. Well, a new company uh, has a way to filter them out with quote-unquote awesome stuff. <laughs> um, a, a company called Unbaby Me allows you to filter out uh, pictures of kittens or or of your babies, and it puts in kittens or puppies Instead? Or, or bacon. Or bacon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a skinny baby. Right. Uh, and it says, well, as long as you use Chrome, you can easily install the extension in a... Oh, my gosh. It's easy to ins- install. And uh, after you've installed it, just give your Facebook feed a refresh, and suddenly all the baby images are replaced with uh, turtles, ice cream, bacon, and... Uh, any kind of other images that you set into there. Who doesn't like to see babies? What's wrong with these people? Un- um, unfriend these people if you don't want to see their babies. Don't you turn can, them you into can, bacon. No, you can hide them from your timeline. Or better idea, them. stab them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I love it when people come up with weird stuff for the internet like this. Like, have you guys been to devastatingexplosions.com? What? No. <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> it's called, it's called devastatingexplosions.com. I encourage you all to go. What is it? Uh, it, it was sponsored by Old Spice. <laughs> I kind of don't want to ruin it because I don't know if you're in front of a computer. But it's reasons like this, like showing awesome stuff in substitution of boring pictures on Facebook <laughs> or having a website where a hand 
you know, slaps a big red button and things explode. That's why I'm glad the internet was invented. So anyway, if you're ever tired of baby pictures or your friends' families updating you and everything, you can easily replace it with a kitten and a top hat. <laughs> what about your own baby pictures that you've posted on your... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. I can you get the ba- can you get those baby pictures back? No, I think they're forever. No, it's forever a kitten in a top hat. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's going to be a lot of like funerals 75, 80 years from now with just pictures of cats in top hats and turtles eating bacon. Well, that's all we could find. <laughs> we See, looked on their hard drives. What about people that look really young? Like Cameron, sometimes within the past couple of years has been, you know, ID'd to go into a movie. Hmm. So he obviously. I told the ticket taker at the movie <laughs> theater. Uh, I'm like, it's, she ID'd me, and I'm like, you can get really? into this movie if you're above 17. So you're thinking that I'm 16 or under. I I have a wedding ring on. I'm a homeowner. I, I what? How do I look 16 to you? And she said, I'm sorry, sorry. I need to see your ID. Hmm. She just she was defiant. So I'm just saying, like, would they think he's a baby? Hmm. What about Glenn Big Baby <laughs> <Would> Davis? <laughs> yeah, would yeah. he turn into bacon or a turtle? <laughs> what about the R&B singer Babyface? <laughs> yeah, I think it would yeah, work. They're, well, actually, with him, they just put a top hat on Babyface. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the options is, ironically, a top-hatted Babyface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to make an app that, that replaces every baby picture with a picture of Babyface. <laughs> <laughs> I like this a lot. <laughs> I'm writing it down. All of you have children that look exactly like Babyface. <laughs> <laughs> your, your children, I'll be honest, your child looks like a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> with the kind of youthfulness. Yeah, with the slight usefulness. And he looks like he would produce some very smooth sounding music. <laughs> that's funny. All right, well, that's it for Slices. Stay tuned up next, Brian Anderson. You're listening to Metric. The song is Breathing Underwater. Not, that's not possible. That, that's not a thing. Not without an apparatus. So really what we're saying is Metric with underwater apparatus. Right. <laughs> Breathing apparatus. Yeah. Well, this is a very timely segment for the Relevant Podcast. Uh, as any longtime listener knows, I am a very uh, avid Orlando Magic fan, and we have had many a story that has come from our encounters and uh, adventures at Magic Games over the last several years. Um, it, you know, it's an interesting time to be a Magic fan considering that, you know, some of the most notable uh, players are uh, no longer with the franchise, <laughs> including our next guest, uh, reigning NBA Most Improved Player and former Orlando Magic Power Forward, now with the New Orleans Hornets, Ryan Anderson. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. How you doing? Welcome, Ryan. It's not that often we have guests actually join us in the studio. Like, the right. Tesh last week had to Skype in, keep his distance. Right. But um, Ryan is friends with uh, Calvin, 
Or no, I wouldn't yeah, say friends. Curate. I wouldn't say friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I'm lover. talking it up a little bit. Lovers. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lovers, yes. More like lovers. Yeah. 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 Is yeah. Calvin like a physical trainer for you? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a working relationship. Are you kidding? Do you, yeah, of course. Are you serious? This guy, everything from his style to his haircut. I am. I, this is a legitimate thing, though. I mean, we're not in love, but, but, <laughs> but, excuse me, <laughs> but I really, I really am doing the hair thing kind of after Calvin mm, modeling after advice. Calvin. I don't know if I can do the sides as short as Calvin does, but the top I'm growing the top out. I don't know how you could do the top longer playing basketball for a living, but well, I can't, I'm, 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 I'll, shave I'll shave it off. I'll shave it off come season time, okay. but I, I sweat like crazy. So right now it's, it's in the way you could wear a headband. I could, you, you know, you I could go the double I wanna, wide LeBron headband. Oh, I could, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, luck. I will never do that. Shave no. in <laughs> no. a receding hairline and cover it with a headband. I Aww. like it. Yeah, and I do actually kind of have a little receding hairline, so it's a little sad. I, I'm eventually I'll probably have to cover it up. So how do, how do NBA players deal with? The lack of a true team dynamic, the lack of the family bond thing. Everybody's looking out for their own interests. Anybody could be traded at any moment. You've been traded uh, after your rookie year from New Jersey. You were rescued out of the swamplands and you were brought <laughs> Sunny Florida. to Florida. Um, and then this year in this offseason, it was technically a sign and trade, but you were a free agent. So you moved on to another team. Like, how, I mean, it, I would think your life is always just kind of temporary. I mean, how do you lay down roots where you go? Do you try to plug you buy in? A house? Or, yeah, how does yeah, that work? I, I mean, you know, I, I haven't bought a house, <laughs> I, I don't own anything except for a car. So, that's yeah. um, you know, I, uh, it, it's, it is hard. It's hard to, uh, especially when you get traded so early, you know, on in your career, it, it kind of becomes real to you. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of guys think that they're going to be with a team for a long time. And in New Jersey, you know, I, I expected to be with that group because we had a young team mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. most part besides Vince and some older guys. Uh, um, you know, I expected to be with that team for a long time. So you kind of, you know, in the beginning when you're not really used to this this business and, and uh, to the, the – um, uncertainty of it uh you kind of have that mindset but right now honestly you know i i loved it i loved it in orlando i i will call this you know my second home uh forever because well, calvin's here because calvin's here that's <laughs> right yeah well speaking of buying a house i mean we are kind of going in on that place together right, right exactly yeah okay. well yeah a little of course because i i went right. ahead and i went to west elm and i got us some furniture so you did yeah i just don't want did you, you get that big uh the big couch the, the sectional the big, that i wanted yep yep good okay <laughs> <laughs> I got the, one. the one with the cup holders right in the armrest. Nice, right. exactly. It's, it's nice. Exactly. And I got the microfiber because you know you're messy. So. <laughs> well, you, we don't have to talk about that now. That's just. <laughs> okay. just I mean, that's uh He does this to me sometimes. Um, <laughs> Gives you that look. He's kind of giving you a look. I don't like the look. Um, <clears throat> There's definitely a look. You like the look. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it honestly it's it is hard to find your roots and to come into a city thinking this is where I'm going to be for a long time. You kind of have to be prepared and I I don't have a family, you know, that I'm you know moving with or traveling with. So when that time comes, it's going to be a lot more difficult, you mm-hmm. know, to have kids and and it, you know, I I I'm 24, but I have to think about that. You know, I have to think about my future. I have to think about you know, what are my next steps? And, you know, it's, it, it is extremely hard to build relationships and it's hard to leave relationships. I mean, 
talk about Calvin in our small group and uh, with our church. Um, I need to ask you about church, okay? Because yeah. I go to, I go to Summit as well, <laughs> and I've never seen you there. But I sit on. The, I, I'm not saying anything about your attendance record. I, 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 yeah. But I've never seen you. There. I, sit, I, I sit on the left hand side. I go to every service of every single Sunday. Yeah. I sit on the left hand side, and and uh, quite a few times, uh, JJ Reddick and his wife have sat mm-hmm. next to us or in our row. Mm-hmm. Maya will not no. let me speak to him or acknowledge him in any way. <laughs> Literally, I'm sharing an armrest with JJ. They say, go greet your neighbor. Maya's pinching no, my side on the other to side. Say hello. No, you you're won't let me. say, so you bring don't, up something about the magic. Hey, they had a good game the night before, and yeah. I was impressed that he came on a road game <laughs> oh. to church the next morning. Why couldn't I just say, hey, nice game? No, you have to make you me say, pretend like I don't morning. know who he is. The man's a monster <laughs> yeah. compared to me. He's like, well, so, let, let's see. Let, why? How come? Why don't you think that? Because he's in in church, he's not. He's just an old person at that okay. point. We need to not like bring. I like, I like literally. I'm that elite snobby Christian at church who no, will not be welcoming to the to the people you're sitting <laughs> you know by. So you know so much about basketball, you could literally you could corner him. But and, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Just, I wouldn't do that. Talk to him. I'm just saying. I wouldn't do that. Anyway. You know more than I do. You do. <laughs> you are totally left saying You hey. do. We've established that you know more than me. So, so you can it, say, hey, praise God. Good service. Praise huh? God. Good. Yeah. But, so this is what she basically allows me to do is that I cannot acknowledge that I know who the basketball player is. I have to treat them just as another parishioner at the church. Sure. Right. Well, that's well you can he, say to them, like, building, which is just weird is. because... Uh, Every, I mean, even non-basketball fans know who JJ is. Okay, the how weird, about during during the season if he does something good, you can say, "Hey, good game last night." All right, I have it on public record. Like, can, it, and that's it. <laughs> like but I can't be around you. Maybe you could just say to him, "Hey, hey, good morning." You know, if if that first worship song was a game, it would have been a good game, right? <laughs> you would have killed that game. It would have been a game. It would have been a good game. And then <laughs> wink, really. Oh, God. <laughs> no, but I I think it's it. It's a weird, that's a weird thing for me. And I think it's a weird thing for him too, because he's very uh, private. The weirdest thing for me going to church is hearing kind of what you were saying. Like, uh, you know, you just had a long road trip. It's really awesome that you're here to support God. And I'm like, God's the most important thing in my life, not basketball. Like I can sacrifice a little bit of sleep Sleep, to go to church, you know, and and it's... But I can just say, you know, if if I got in from travel (laughs) at 3 a.m. the night before, which specifically JJ had that night because they were in Indiana the night (laughs) before. he knows a lot. And and he was at church. (laughs) Indiana, even he knows they were in Indiana. He remembers what game game. they were at. Uh, So I I wouldn't be there. (laughs) I wouldn't be there. So it was impressive. It was impressive to me. It's tough. That is a tough... Right, always. Yeah. It's tough coming in late like that. It is. Is it weirder that that people ignore you or trying to give you your space or is it weirder if they come and acknowledge that they know who you are? Well, I think I just look like the average tall white guy. So I'm pretty lucky. Like, uh, I, I can very much blend into a crowd. So it's not like I get hounded like Dwight, you know, everybody knows you can't right. mistake Dwight Seen for him anybody. At a few times too. Yeah. And he comes to the you summit probably too go on vacation and, and be okay. Oh, mo- definitely. Definitely. And, um, you know, I think especially here in Orlando, it's the only team, you know, it's the, right. everybody, it, wants to have a bond and connection with the players and and I I really I loved that aspect so I mean that's probably the only reason why people knew who I was I mean but I 
you know, I don't dress a fan. Uh, JJ dresses up. Now, JJ, you can tell who he is because of his slick back hairdo and his okay. John Vervedos. So That's true. Uh, he, he looks like he went to Duke, is what you're saying. He looks like, <laughs> he looks like a doled down Calvin. That's oh. Oh. oh, that's true. You're welcome for wow. that one. I, I, I think I think so. I think that I was think a compliment. He, <laughs> it was a complete compliment. It was. Do, do you get as a, as an NBA player, especially like in the in like Orlando? Do you get? Does it bother you at all when people come up to you like just unsolicited in and that's casual settings? Yeah, like if you're trying to eat dinner and people want signatures. I actually have a story. Okay. Okay. So and this happened. This was last night actually. <laughs> so okay. yeah, yeah, it was last night. Okay, let me back up a little bit. I feel incredibly blessed to be doing what I'm doing. I never thought for a second that I'd play in the NBA. I grew up in a family that didn't even like sports. I never watched I watched basketball games, you know, I I I loved the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan growing up and you know, I I was around a very, you know, a, a Christian household that that my parents taught me great morals and and brought me up in a great way. I, you know, I I feel incredibly blessed to be where I am right now, and it's it's every day is kind of a shock to come to reality. You know, it doesn't feel real uh, that I'm here. So, I, when when somebody comes up to me, I think it's the coolest thing. You know, it doesn't bother me at all, I, except <laughs> except uh, like last night. Um, the the funny thing is when people talk to you like they know who you are already and they know right. everything about you and they'll I'm, I'm literally having dinner with one of my friends we're at Houston's and um this guy right next to me at the table is is uh you know just starts this conversation and I I said hey you know people are very nice here and and they are I I want to make that clear like you, I'm not you made it clear they're, they're really, not they're not coming they're really not coming up to, to me. say something you're, bad. you're gonna go you're just gonna go listen you can be honest just go I, for I, it. no but yeah, I just I, vent I, vent all right i'm not good at venting about because i I, it doesn't bother me that much but but this guy is is talking to me about basketball stuff saying you know you had a great year and we're really gonna miss you and stuff and that's great and i think like you're saying leave it at that and that's just fine you know that's fine and then the guy starts talking to me about like my personal life talking to me about like so what's going on you gonna what's going on with your house you're gonna sell it in winter park and all this stuff and i'm like Man, I, it, it just got kind of <laughs> weird. Been, like, right. how do you know all me? this stuff about me? And then he said, he was with this this woman, and he's like, he's like, try. I can hear you know, the funniest thing is you can hear when people are talking about you. Yeah. But he's like, go go take a video with him. Go take a video. She'll <laughs> love it. So so he had me take like a twenty second video for for this woman's daughter, like saying hi. It, it was just kind of awkward. Right. It's like to say hi, <laughs> say hi to the camera, and I'm like, hey wish you were here kind of thing and <laughs> so it was like it was like uh it, it kind of goes back with what you're saying it's not a it doesn't bother i don't think it's a bad thing to go talk to somebody but it's yeah. it's especially if you don't know them and you like i'm not really comfortable talking about my personal life with somebody i have no idea you know so right um but saying good game or we're really gonna miss you like which is what the majority of people in orlando or anywhere do i mean it's um, I think that's amazing. It's great. So I have some I have some questions about NBA life. <laughs> Number oh, one, okay, are groupies a problem? 
<laughs> is this coming from a book right yeah. now? <laughs> oh, oh, I thought it was like a handbook oh. on problems for NBA players. Or <laughs> Our groupies of problems. Yeah. Cameron wrote it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our groupies of problems. Are they, are, they fr- are they as ubiquitous as the legend They were in the implies? 80s. <laughs> um, I mean, is it like every hotel lobby is full of hangers, hanger-ons or <laughs> whatever they call them? My theory and my rule about it is it's as crazy as you make it. Mm-hmm. It's as... Mm-hmm. It's you as, put yourself in that situation. If you want to put yourself, you give you give young guys a lot of money, and you throw them in a city where they have a night to do whatever they. You know, we don't have curfews. We don't have whatever. You know, you. It's as bad as you make it. You can do whatever you want. I mean, it's. Uh, you know, that's the crazy part about it. You have to be a professional, and you have to figure out this good places to be in the and and where to avoid and you know it's funny everybody has this idea that when you walk into a hotel there's going to be about 20 girls just sitting there you know dressed <laughs> up very you know very uh with nothing on basically waiting there for you and it's just not like that sitting on the bench or during the games did oh. you guys actually hear fans yes. yelling we, specific our things needs, our listeners need to know this do, do you know the uh, the older gentleman that would wear the sweater vests? Jack. Or, uh, sweater vest. We call him sweater, sweater vest. Call him sweater sweater vest. vest, yeah. So he was right behind the bench, yeah. and oh, I heard everything. You heard from everything that, he said. Him. Do you know how much satisfaction that's going to give him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's no, a legend. Sweater vest. He's he a knows. legend, he and he's legend. great. And his wife, no, I actually probably heard his wife yelling more than him. Um, they, well, were, they were very, fans were, it was an interesting year because you went through. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, you went through Glenn Davis being booed, being booed, yeah, yeah. which was wild to me. Who yeah. he ended up having a great end of the year yeah, and everything, but did. but he was booed and it was kind of shocking. And then that kind of started everything um, unraveling as far as yeah, the crowd and then yeah. and then stuff started happening with Dwight and all this stuff. Ha- you know, kind of built up. It wasn't a fun year for us. It wasn't a fun year for anybody, <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, definitely heard the the fans. Definitely heard the crowd. I was very lucky. I didn't hear a ton of negativity towards me. So, or maybe I just shut it out. I don't know. I love Stan Van Gundy. He's my favorite coach. Okay, just observing, not being yelled at by him. <laughs> um, but it, I I love Stan. I really do. I'm a huge supporter. But it would be frustrating. He seemed to um, get really stubborn this year. Mm-hmm. Like, and 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 clearly somebody didn't have it going. We've got somebody like, you know, Von Wafer on the bench or something. Yeah. Somebody can be a spark plug, at least just try and just change what's happening. Yeah. Just a little change of pace. Let's see what's going on. And Stan wouldn't do it, you know? And yeah. so I was like, I actually this year ended up writing Stan quite a bit mm-hmm. of like really his substitution patterns were a little frustrating when things were kind of <laughs> obvious. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was, like you said, it was a frustrating year for everybody. And, and I mean, can you imagine coaching a team like he had to coach last year? So he... uh he had a tough job. I'm I'm a, a huge supporter of Stan, and it's it's funny, you know. We we didn't communicate a ton through my three years here, and I've talked to him more really? since I got this uh, this new deal uh, than I had in three years. And he's huh. been very supportive of me, and you know, he's really helped me along in my career uh, in a lot of different ways. It, obviously, he was very frustrated this year, and and. Along with everyone else, I mean, mm-hmm. he it, it was a tough job for him to to 
coach the players he had to coach. And, and, and he um, hates talking to the media, and he had to do that a lot. Oh, and he had to talk to the media <laughs> all the time. He hates the buzz around it. He just wants yeah. to just coach. To, just, just coach. Yeah. And him have us play him and Pop like, are the best and my, my favorite <laughs> in-game interview people. Yeah, like because they <laughs> so don't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking yeah. anywhere except at they the give like one word answers and then they stare at the interviewer. You know. Yeah, my my favorite thing, and and this was my first reaction. Actually, first game I played in in Orlando. What Richard was out the first ten games, and I was starting, and and right. they presented the Eastern Conference Finals thing, and you said thank you. Yeah, I said thank you. You know, <laughs> no, I uh, I thought it was the coolest thing to be a part of, but you know, there's fireworks and there's yeah. all these things and stuff is flying from the rafters and it was a huge production. The whole place was on fire. And then <laughs> you look over and Stan is, yeah, with his signature <laughs> folded arms, looking at the ground, just like a, oh, humbug, kind of a, like a, um, <laughs> you know, like. over with. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny, he he would, he was saying like before before that was going on, he was saying, I hate this. Like I hate, I hate these productions. Like let's just play a game. Yeah. We didn't win the finals, and and I kind of like that mentality, yeah, I you know. Too. So Ryan, I had a question for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Um, if you weren't, and I want to make sure I word this correctly, I wrote, I wrote it down. If you were not a professional NBA athlete, yes, <laughs> yes, right, that's what I wrote down. Uh, Is what, that the question? No, if you were not, oh, okay. there's a few more words after okay. it. If you were not a professional yes. NBA athlete, yeah. what would you want to be doing? What, mm. what would be your path? I was talking about this with my brother-in-law when I, was, I went back home for a few weeks, uh, a couple weeks ago. And, and uh, I, we actually well, had this you conversation. Were at going to the Kings. Well, we'll talk. We'll, was that we'll just, talk about. The, okay, dude. Here's my theory. Yeah, you were just throwing your family a bone. Well, okay, mom. I looked at the Kings. <laughs> I looked at the Kings. You can't tell me, you know, because I think probably your mom was like, "Come home, you're a free agent. Come to the Kings," and you had to go look at the. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't really work like that. I, mean, I can't just say, you know, I don't really have the power to just be like Golden State. I'll be there in two hours. Like, meet me. You prepare know, me a room. Prepare. Yeah, prepare, prepare me a room. Me a steak. Yeah, Medium. I want. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a Vlade Divac jersey from the oh, Kings, yeah. like buried in your closet? Somewhere? I had a Hito Turkoglu autograph. Uh, you I should, had. You should have I had a Hito Turkoglu <laughs> autograph gameplay. Uh, you know, game uh, little pamphlet yeah. thing program. Yeah, and uh, I'm not joking. So Hito spit his gum out and uh, missed the trash can. You did not keep it. <laughs> one of my friends picked it up and he's and he had it. yeah i don't know if he still has it but he picked it up and you got and, and you got creeped out by the guy at houston's <laughs> i know i know i know i was a creeper i was definitely a little I, creeper. I, I actually, the kings were the biggest thing yeah. ever to hit sacramento though it was well, but was let me explain was that, that was the weber jay i mean it's oh, pretty man. cool to be able to play right. with jay will yeah. and, and with hito and stuff but yeah. uh who else did you talk to because i kind of heard sacramento and then boom new orleans happened. that's it just New Orleans, and and uh, uh, here's a uh, just a crazy thing. Um, so ended up coming down to Utah in a sign and trade for me, or uh, New Orleans. I thought New Orleans was going to offer, and I would see if Orlando was going to match. And uh, I get a call on probably the seventh. So this was like two days before I found out what was going to actually happen. Um, and it's from Monty Williams, you know, the coach of New Orleans, and and uh, he 
Good was Christian one guy. of the most amazing guys he, I had ever talked. He's a strong is Christian it, too. He who went to your parents' church for yeah. a long time mm-hmm. when he was Up here in, in Orlando. Orlando, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and, and and we prayed uh, at the end of our conversation, and I said I said to him, "That's the coolest thing I've ever experienced in the NBA." I faith in God and prayer is not is not very common, you know, in basketball. It's people, you know, people praise God or, you know, they point up to the sky, whatever, you know, but, but it's, I've never heard that from a coach. I've never heard that from anybody, anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that's, I look at as like a boss in a way, you know? So I think it's, uh, we have Pat Williams. Yeah, Pat. No, Pat's awesome. Pat's <laughs> awesome. Give you a little inspirational book there. Exactly, yeah. but Pat didn't call me when I came here and, and prayed with me. You know, so 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 from that that moment on, I had this this feeling that God wanted me to be in New Orleans, and mm-hmm. and um, I was really praying like God, show me a show me a clear sign of where you want me to be. Show you show me. You know, I don't want to pick the wrong decision just because of money and yeah. And the next morning, I get a call. And Utah backed out, and New Orleans was only interested in a sign and trade. So the uh, the only place I was going was New Orleans. So uh, that's why I have so much peace about it, and, yeah. and I know that this is where I'm supposed to be, and this is where God wants me. So, well, listen. Um, best of luck in New Orleans this year. Thanks for coming in. Calvin is going to miss you deeply. I'm going to miss Calvin. Deeply. Very yeah, much. I've been walking around with a little bit of sadness lately. <laughs> I, I, I really the sad and, part and about it is that's I, actually true. I legitimately. Uh, I'm sad too. And it's like, you know, you build a relate, we go back to talking about building a relationship with people, but Calvin's one of the coolest guys I've ever met. And his wife, Jess, you need to meet more people, Crosby, <laughs> you know, his son, yeah, I know, I know I do. I do. But, um, you know, it's hard. It's weird. It's very weird. You know, we, uh, we still haven't done that, that, uh, the fire pit. Or the or the camping expedition. We, we kind of did the fire pit last time. Yeah, but I lit the fire. We we literally had twelve people over at my house. I lit the best campfire I've ever lit, and everyone's inside. Nobody even goes outside. And even you was, and you even texted me. I was me down before. there. I was out there with you for it was five like seconds. it was ninety five degrees outside. That's true. Yeah, but that it kept cool. the mosquitoes away. I was out there for when you <laughs> threw the lighter in there, and we had the, oh, the lighter yeah. explosion. Okay, let me tell everybody. Let's do this in a safe let's, way. Let's end the podcast on a little bit of pyro. Yeah, yeah pyro. We talk yeah, about pyro. A lot, if you <laughs> if you take one of those little lighters, you know the obviously the, that are filled with the fluid, and mm-hmm. and uh, to, just toss it in a fire pit. Stand back a little bit because it could be dangerous, but it makes this <laughs> huge pop noise, right? Mm-hmm. And it was he didn't. It was think a disposable it was, one, right? It was a disposable. All right, so that limits the shrapnel. Exactly. Say, shrapnel would... That's what I was afraid of. But because it, it had a strong casing around it. Some of them are just really yeah. thin plastic, and you throw it in there, and it does it in a second. This one took a little while. It took a little while. That's when we got you nervous and we started we going do. towards the door. Here's something everyone <laughs> should do if you're looking for a pyro... Um, <laughs> a great pyro. Uh, we night. give pyro tips quite often, actually. Okay, so, so yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Okay, so this is what I recommend. Get about... Seven of those lighters, duct tape them together and throw it in there. Oh my oh gosh. Ooh. That would be good. I've never done more than one. It's like Fourth of July so. type stuff. Wait, 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 oh, wait, yeah. Wait, so, so you're suggesting something you have <laughs> absolutely no, no idea. Never tested. <laughs> never tested. No, it could genuinely. It could kill cause, you. Yeah. Yeah. But if you stand at a certain distance, maybe yeah, get some like shielding. Yeah, like 100 yards. Maybe get, yeah, 100 yards, <laughs> toss it in there, sprint. Then maybe something awesome will happen. Maybe, 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 maybe. maybe. You never know. It, yeah. I mean, it might not work at all. But still, just try it. Kids that are under the age of five. <laughs> <laughs> try that. Life tips for Brian Anderson. Exactly. 
Thanks for joining Terrible. us. Thank you guys Thank very you. much. Thank you. Appreciate man. it. Stay tuned. Up next, Yellow Ostrich. Listening to Princeton, the song is Florida. It seems so appropriate. I don't like that. I don't like that people are writing songs just called Florida. Like they're stereotyping us down here. You know, <laughs> how are you going to really get it's a very the, hot the complexity and the nuances of the wide, colorful spectrum that is the people and places that make up Florida there's, in one song? There's no more culture anywhere else in the world. Um, pink flamingos. This is a melting pot of the world. Yes. <laughs> How are you gonna? How how is Princeton gonna know that? Are they even from here? I mean, they're probably from Princeton. They're probably very smart, so maybe they do have us figured hey, out. Okay, this is actually their their dissertation. Yeah, <laughs> they actually did their their <laughs> master's thesis <laughs> on on Florida, and, and and the song it's the longest song ever recorded in the history of the record music industry. Right. They, they they literally put music to their dissertation. Right. Thankfully, we just played thirty seconds of it. Yeah, it's it's actually forty seven hours long. <laughs> it's as long as our interview with Ryan Anderson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the uncut. Um, Yellow Ostrich is a Brooklyn-based indie rock band. Uh, the band originated as the solo project of Alex Schaff, who first started recording music in his bedroom with a four-track recorder. He added drummer Michael Tapper to record the band's first studio album, Mistress, in 2011. It's a very appropriate last name for a drummer. Tapper. Mm-hmm. They then added uh, an additional instrumentalist, uh, John Natchez, who's now part of the band. The three guys worked together to record the new album called Strange Land, also ironically about Florida, which was released last March. We spotlight them in the upcoming issue, the next issue of Relevant Magazine. Our very own Heather Croto recently spoke to him. Here is Alex Schaff of Yellow Ostrich. I am a marathon runner. My legs are sore. And I'm anxious to see what I'm running for. I am a hot air balloon on a sailboat. So your new album is called Strange Land. It can't be a coincidence that you produce this after moving from rural Wisconsin to New York City back in 2010. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think a lot of the themes are about, you know, making like major life changes and just kind of throwing yourself into a new situation and having to deal with new things. I read a quote by you where you said um, you were talking about how it's easy to have this mentality that the grass is always greener on the other side, and then when it's not, you know, what do you hope for then? Um, and it seemed like that was kind of the theme of the album in a lot of ways. Um, was that a reflection on that move to New York for you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, just the idea of, like, when you do any change or, you know, make uh, changes in your life, it's usually, you know, trying to get something better or, like, to, you know, and when you imagine yourself after the change, you imagine 
a whole different person or a, a different thing was happening. Um, but yeah, I just got into the idea of, you know, how everyone's always, like, reaching for something better or, like, thinking that, you know, somewhere, somewhere else or some other decision or, like, like that, that's a better choice for me. But really, you know, that is always going to be there. Like, no matter what you do, I feel like there's always going to be this thing that you think could be better somewhere else. Uh, and so I just kind of like the idea of just embracing that and just knowing that, you know, it's never going to be, you're never, no one's ever going to be totally 100% fulfilled. At least I don't think people are. Maybe people are. <laughs> but in my experience, uh, it's like there's always something missing. But I like the idea of, you know, that like keeps you going because you're always trying to, you know, find that better place. I won't let you bring me down. created the first Yellow Ostrich album, The Mistress, by yourself. How did the dynamic change when you teamed up with two other people and did the second album as a band? Um, it became a lot, lot more like nuanced and interesting just, you know, to work with uh, two other guys to make this. Just because, like, with The Mistress, it was, you know, it's just me. I got some other people to play different things, but um, it was very, you know, my specific vision um, and so it came out, I, you know, came out, I'm happy with how it came out, but I think you can see it as sort of more one-dimensional, like just this one idea pounded out uh, for 35 minutes. Whereas, you know, when you work with other people, they bring in their own perspectives and their own whole way of thinking that gets brought into the things that I'm bringing to the table, which, you know, I'm still like, I'm still writing all the songs and doing the, you know, the main parts of everything but the arrangements and like the sounds and everything that's it's all worked out collaboratively so I think it just ends up with a more kind of nuanced and complex kind of thing that brings in different perspectives and find yourself approaching the writing process for this album differently than the last one? Um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, the you know, the basic, like, the stage where the basic nugget of the song comes out, you know, or you just come up with the initial idea, like, that stays the same because that you can't really, like, plan for. You can't, like, like I'm going to think of this uh, melody this way or something. So the, the starting point was still the same. Like, I'd come up with a general idea for the song. But then it changed because before I would come up with that idea and then like immediately record it and think about bass parts and drum parts and other things and like record those right away. So I'd sort of record the song as I was writing it. Mm -hmm. uh, but this time, since I knew that I was working with the other guys um, and that we were going to record it like live together in a room, I would like come up with a song but then just sort of leave it in a more simple state. Um, so yeah, it just sort of changed the process of what I did with the initial idea of the song. That was Yellow Ostrich. Check them out at yellowostrich.com. 
You're listening to the Spring Standards. The song is Heavy Home. I, I would think I would think most homes are heavy. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, maybe RVs, depending on how attached you are. Those are also heavy. If you live in a tent, that's pretty light. That's, that's not that's, a home. That's light. That's a, well, well it is hey, home. home is where the heart is. That's if, true. Oh, so if your heart is heavy, it's a heavy home. That's probably Ooh. what they're saying. Actually, that's probably what that's they're heavy. saying. That's yeah. heavy. Yeah. Man, go get this. It's from their album, Yellow Gold. Isn't all gold yellow? No. Maybe is your gold heavy? Well... Spring standards, folks. That's the spring <laughs> standards. Here we go. Okay, it's time for your feedback. <laughs> Last week, we got philosophical. We talked about overcoming. Mm-hmm. You did. Uh, Lopez Lamont overcame many obstacles. He's not a hurdler. He's a track star. But yet, nonetheless, overcame obstacles. Maya's not paying attention. Me? We need your giggle soundtrack. Was, did you say something funny? Oh, oh! I didn't think any, I didn't hear anything that was funny. <laughs> Sorry, try your joke again. No, there's no joke. Uh, last week, Lopez clearly, <laughs> clearly, there's no joke. Uh, last week, like like Olympian Lopez Lamont, overcoming many obstacles uh, to become an Olympian. I mean, he's not a hurdler; he's a track star. I floated it again. You, <laughs> you did it. You didn't even do it. You didn't even acknowledge it, even do as it bad. Again. Do it again. <laughs> Go. Well, now it's going to be too much build up. No, just do it. Third time's the charm. I'm Here we, go. Uh, we talked about overcoming obstacles. So, like, like uh, Olympian Lopez Lamont overcame many <laughs> obstacles. Obstacles to become an Olympian. He's not a hurdler, though. He's a, he's oh, okay. a track star. Gotcha. See what did there. The, the <laughs> Um, uh, what other obstacles we talked about we talked rambo i I did not like rambo rambo overcame quite a few obstacles many to to many militiamen i don't like watching hurdlers uh in slices you brought a slice last week about (laughs) the swimmer the swimmer who who wanted to overcome an obstacle of an ocean you know was not able to but he tried <laughs> he gave it his best. He shot. made it to the buoy. He gave it a good old college <laughs> try um, <laughs> before the helicopter had to scoop him up. Right. Um, so we wanted to know what obstacles in your life you want to overcome. What are you afraid of? You went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You also hit us up on Twitter. You hit us up on our Facebook page. And here are some of your replies. JJ Carlson took this one pretty seriously uh, and talked about a fear of. Uh, something that he's dealt with, but I like his way of overcoming it. He says that ever since seeing the movie Jaws as a child, he's been afraid of swimming out in the middle of the ocean and the possibility of a shark coming. So he said the only way to overcome this fear would be to learn the ways of the shark, befriend them, and then implant ideas in their head while they're asleep, and then take them out or control them. <laughs> Thanks, I like JJ. I hope, that, I hope your story really connects with a lot of listeners. <laughs> A uh, Trenton Ahern posted on a relevant podcast Facebook page. I fear the Tesh and his ability to tell me off. What? Mm. Correct him. 
He corrected you. When did he correct mm-hmm. me? Because you, oh, you, oh, 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 you, um, quest the, yeah. you quested the test. You don't quest the test. Right. Yeah. The cage posted on our, uh, <laughs> our feedback uh, page where they have a really irrational fear of sloths. And the reason why is <clears throat> I don't know if the cage is a, is a male or female. So I'll, call, I'll say the cage is her. I'm assuming it's Nicholas Cage, by the way. He just goes by <laughs> the cage. Yeah, he the hates cage. sloths. Yeah, kind of like the yeah. Tesh. He prefers to be called he, FYI, just yeah. Okay, so Nicolas Cage, during his sophomore year of high school, went on a mission trip to Brazil. <laughs> Little known fact. <laughs> Little known fact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> While there, uh, I'm going to fast forward through some of this. Um, they met a local family and wanted to take some pictures with indigenous animals that this family had uh, captured somehow. And among them was the very odd <laughs> three-toed uh, sloth creatures. Um, so... Nicholas Cage says that his whole life had been leading up to this moment. Um, and he, he was so ecstatic uh, to meet these sloths that there was a, a mother sloth and a baby sloth. So they wanted to hold one. And so he goes to, and he's holding evidently the, the baby, the sloth. And the mother sloth, he sees the mother's mouth very, very slowly moving toward his hand. And it didn't really register because it seemed so docile. But for some reason, Nicholas Cage said he thought the mother uh, sloth would just lick him, maybe like affectionately like a dog. He was very wrong. And the <laughs> creature clamped onto his finger with oh. deceptively sh- uh, sharp teeth. And he now says he's pretty sure he's the only person in history who's had six rabies shots for a sloth bite. Wow. Wow. So his greatest fear, he did, did he overcome it? Or just no, amplified I, think, it. I don't. I don't think he's been over, been able to overcome it. His greatest fear bit him on the finger. And gave him, yeah, yeah. And, and if you want a visual, I'm sure. Have you guys seen the three-toed sloth crossing the road in Costa Rica YouTube video? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds exactly like it is, but there's something oddly uh, hypnotic about watching this sloth trying to cross the road. Did you guys see the backwhacker this week? Um, the what? The backwhacker. The dive from the Olympics. Oh, the, oh I did see that. <laughs> I, like all the American feeds oh, of the uh, the German diver, uh, I think his name is Feck, David Feck, um, who 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 did a large high a high dive, lands on, flat on his back. <laughs> oh, all the American feeds the of it. Yeah, at the Olympics. <laughs> all, all, all the American feeds of it make you sit there and watch commercials, right? And so I was trying to show Maya, and so I Googled it, and I found an Australian feed, right? So you'd have to sit through any commercials. But it was the Australian commentators of the Olympics, right? <laughs> and, and the guy goes, well, that's a backwhacker. That's a backwhacker. Like, as the official like, announcer, commentary, yeah. the announcer during their shows, I was like, I want to find the Australian announcer feeds. Feed for all of it, yeah. yeah. They were just sitting there like, oh, that's a backwhacker. They, they don't have like boring Bob Costas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what we have here is an unfortunate slip of the hand. And, uh, you know, taking all the excitement out of the Olympics. He couldn't grab his other leg. That's a back whacker. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they're, they're, they're yelling at for like five minutes. They kept, they kept showing, showing it. It's awesome. Slowing it down. And, I ooh. have to see that. Yeah, it was pretty it funny. Was so if you can, like find the AAU or whatever the Australian News Service uh, video is. It's better than it, It's games. like when you watch the Olympics <laughs> in primetime in Australia, like here, it's like, you know, Michael Phelps, you know, finishing his last race, like Gabby Douglas taking home the gold. There, it's just people from other countries falling. <laughs> it's, it's like one continuous blue. Super real. <laughs> That's how the Australians like their news and sports coverage. 
more entertaining. I, I agree. Let's laugh at the other countries. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we just won gold. What but... are lack of gold medals? Right, um, yeah, they haven't won too many. by these other athletes falling down hard. <laughs> um, I have a post here on the Relevant Podcast Facebook, and... It says... Incoming. I have a post here. Breaking. <laughs> Listen up, see? That's uh, <laughs> they, they post fear, their, their fear. Fear of not getting my response read on the relevant podcast. So I read it, but I'm not going to say who it was. <gasps> oh, that's cruel. <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Don't do it. You're serious. I'll bleep it out if you try. Full circle. You'll believe it. I'll yeah. believe it. Out of try. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, so and so. It was Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, do you have any fears? You weren't here last week. Uh, well, I mean, there are. I, I don't. I'm very afraid of rodents of all types. So, oh, really? so Lloyd's answer to this: yeah. What's your greatest fear? Lloyd's answer was his fear is failing as a father. Yeah. Yeah, that was a real hey, I'm not so much Je- worried about that. Jesse's, I'm worried about the rodents. <laughs> Jesse's fear is rodents. Okay. <laughs> Just want to clarify. Maybe rodents getting to his children. You know. Yeah, that could be yeah I mean, I'd be more concerned about me, but I would want the kids to be safe. <laughs> right, right. But I don't lose sleep over that. <laughs> I, I do think about rodents sometimes. Have you, have you seen the sense. things of like when somebody's asleep... A spider crawls in their ear. I was and, just gonna yeah. say, I just remembered my plant, fear, yeah. and like, and lays their eggs in their ear so, canal. So my, I, I would, I would rather have spiders lay eggs in no, my Jesse. ear and eye and nose canals <laughs> and, than have a rat be in my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, did you hear about the story of? Uh, I think some woman in Japan ate ca- calamari, like a, a real octopus, and uh, oh yeah. yeah. Like and they, their, their practice is you just kind of hold it by the tentacles and you just drop it's it down alive. and you eat it. But this one, uh, eggs from the octopus got into the woman's, like the back oh, of her yeah. throat and her mouth. And actually the eggs were laid and hatched. <laughs> so she had tiny octopus octopi hanging out in her story. mouth. It was awful, and there's... there's it was delicious. <laughs> it was the, like the meal that kept on giving. Yeah, she's supplying her own sushi, like, yeah, nonstop. That's awesome. That's, free that's freaky. <laughs> That's scary. That's why I deep fry everything, everything. I eat, including <laughs> calamari. I'd like to talk about my fear, because I'm never going to overcome this. Is It is. It's actually roaches getting in my ears. Oh, and they I, do that. They do that. Yeah, yeah. that's... I, I, like, will wear a hoodie or, like, From wrap it around my head. Harmless. That's why you do that's that? That's why I do that. It's Maya. out of fear of spiders and, and bugs crawling in my ears and Wait, dying. you wear a hoodie to sleep? Yes. Or if I don't, if it's too hot, I will, like, lay with the hoodie and the arm part, I will wrap around my head. I thought you did ears. that to, to block out the noise. During the... If I take a nap during the day, I would. It's no, when I, come, when I come to the bedroom at night, you're already asleep, and you've got this like hoodie sleeve wrapped around your head. Okay. I thought it's ten almost, years into marriage, we're no, 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 no. still discovering stuff. You know, you know, people like have those like sleeping masks right. that they put over their eyes. I need that with a little ear. But I thought that's cover. what I thought that's what you were doing. Do I a know. LeBron headband and just put it around oh, yeah. your ears. But I thought, yeah, the double headband for your ears. My mom is a nurse, and when I was younger, maybe eight, nine, tennis, she told me a story about that day. She had had to flush out a roach out of a little kid's ear. Because it had crawled in at nighttime and like you can, it wasn't dead, so it, like it was still moving. Why would she tell you this? To give me a lifelong fear and wrapping my head in my hoodie for the rest of my life. Wow. Yeah. And she said good night. Good night. <laughs> Sweet dreams, honey. <laughs> so that one's. I maybe I should just get earplugs, but yeah, I don't know. No, you can't get earplugs. Yeah, or earmuffs. You'll never get up in the morning. Anyways, mm. that's my fear. 
I figured it out. I hope people aren't listening to this late at night and they're alone in the dark. Now I hope everybody else will start. Yeah, keep your earbuds in. If you feel a rustling or hear a rustling, a slight rustling in your ear, it might be a, a roach's antennas as it's trying to burrow <laughs> deeper into your canal. <laughs> Can happen at any moment. All right, if you want to join in the conversation, you know where to find it. That'll do it for last week's feedback. Here's this week's... Editorial question of the week. All right, well, at the beginning of the podcast, <clears throat> I, I should have had everybody sign an NDA before <laughs> before we uh, let you hit play on this podcast. But nonetheless, I'll trust you. Uh, you heard the plans for Cameron Enterprises. Uh, we, we, we wanted to know, we got thinking about the, the, the theme park aspect of this podcast and, and we want to know your ideas for rides for the theme park that we would launch. The theme park as, as it currently stands is, is the basic premise is ride the magazines. (laughs) And so, so there's a whole variety of lands and ride options that you could give us. But, but then in particular, there clearly will be a podcast land. And so that could have a whole variety of rides as well. So we want to know what rides should be in our theme park. Okay, so head over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. And uh, hit us up on Facebook. And tell us rides, ride ideas for our theme park. I think there should be a, a white sauce, is it luge? What's 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 the like a water slide where they hollow out like a water slide? Yeah, but it's white sauce instead of water, right? (laughs) (laughs) And you ride instead of an inflatable raft of massive tortilla chips. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna smell pretty bad, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's an actual mayonnaise-based sauce. Oh, Oh, it's in the sun all day. It smells (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Most people get violently sick, and that's how you end up early in the day. That's how you end up dead. dead. Yeah, Yeah, you think the death is coming from falling. Off the zip lines. Nope. No. It's just the turned mayonnaise. It's it's salmonella. <laughs> it's salmonella. salmonella in the air. Salmonella is just in the air. Yeah, you, you get infected in. with salmonella just by breathing. <laughs> <laughs> See how good it, your the stench is thick. <laughs> also, uh, it might be fun to ask what what is this theme park called? I, I I would love for somebody, an illustrator like Nick Fruling or one of those guys, to actually, you know, when you go to the theme parks, they give you like an illustrated map of the lands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a great project for a talented <laughs> illustrator with a sense of humor. Go for it. I want a map for our theme park. <laughs> I, and I want it big enough that I can blow it up and print it and put it on the wall. And then create the theme park. Yeah, right. it'll be. We it'll can essentially do that for be, the store. I would we can like figure it, out what it is. He can draw. It, I would like blueprint we'll size. I would like a blueprint size <laughs> illustration <laughs> that I can use to get bids from contractors. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank, thank you very much. <laughs> we have some big news. Uh, big news. So don't hit stop yet. Breaking. This just ends from the Facebook page. Listen up, Shay. Yeah. If you haven't been to the website in the last few days, the old website, you you won't know about this pretty awesome thing that's happening. Right now, at a specific URL, if you specifically click a, this one offer and you subscribe to Relevant, you will, be, you will get a free Hello Somebody watch included yeah. with your magazine subscription. Hello Somebody is a fantastic organization based in Texas. Um, they sell goods and things like these watches, and uh, proceeds are given to um, great social work. But yeah. the watches themselves are pretty cool. Yeah, I have they one. are. 
Um, and uh, they gave us a grip load of them to include with magazine subscriptions just to support the magazine and as a way to connect with our readers. So it's a pretty awesome opportunity. It's a $25 watch. You get it for free. Yeah, so, so I just figured everybody here that was listening would like free. They like free stuff. They listen to us. Mm-hmm. Right. They do like free they stuff. They like free stuff. Clearly. They're freeloaders. You might as no, well. No, they're not all freeloaders. <laughs> we have ninety percent of them are freeloaders. right. Ninety yeah. percent of them yeah. are. So yeah. there's yeah, so just ninety. We're just trying to up that ten yeah. percent. Get them a little higher. Yeah. So if, no, if you've been waiting, time. yeah, if you've been waiting, uh, and you subscribe to Relevant fourteen ninety nine, you get the four free albums like everybody does. You get all access to the magazine content on the website only for subscribers. You get six issues in print, and now you get a watch, a $25 watch included as well. If you're an existing subscriber and would like to partake in this wonderful opportunity, just go ahead and do it, and all you have to, and, and what it'll automatically do is it'll extend your subscription by a right. year, but you'll get the watch now. So you, you won't get two copies of every magazine or anything like that. Right. It automatically will extend you um, uh, one more year. So everybody can take part in this. It's great it's time really cool. if you were on the fence or thinking about subscribing. Uh, free watch, folks. And if you want to see a picture of it, uh, there's a large picture at the URL I'm about to give you. You can take advantage of it at relevantmagazine.com slash free watch. Pretty easy to remember. Relevantmagazine.com yeah. slash free watch. Also, dot gov. <laughs> <laughs> dot biz gov UK. Um, so uh, uh, one other little thing, but it's kind of cool. Uh, we're launching, while this podcast is out, we'll be launching an all-new Relevant store. Uh, why are we launching a new relevant store? Well, it's a new site, new stores, part of it, but it's being launched and uh, it's taking. We're doing it for a totally different reason. A couple things. One, we'll be selling music on the store, digital downloads, vinyl, uh, exclusive EPs and LPs that we're doing with some artists that we love. So that'll be rolling out. We'll be selling art, um, limited edition art, prints, uh, things that our designers are creating, plus also curated uh, con- contributions from other artists. We'll be selling that as well. We'll be selling some logo gear. And guess what, folks? The relevant podcast stuff. Yep. So mugs and random posters and all those about. things that we've said we're going to do. Maybe we should uh, retail these slide whistles. Um, uh, if, you, <laughs> if you've been wanting uh, some relevant podcast gear, you can now find it at relevantstore.com. Uh, the day we launch, there'll be a slightly limited selection. More stuff will be added in the coming weeks, so check back often. Now, the, the biggest part of the launch, I mean, for you guys, maybe the podcast stuff, but the biggest part of the launch is we are releasing right. a very exciting project. We are releasing an exclusive relevant edition of Blue Like Jazz the movie on DVD. And yeah. Sold only at the relevant store. More it's, work for Snavely. It will feature <laughs> <laughs> He's been working. 30 extra minutes of bonus features and behind the scenes content that our team produced with Don Miller and Steve Taylor. It, uh, this stuff will not appear on the regular Blue Like Jazz uh, edition. So the relevant edition of Blue Like Jazz the movie uh, DVD will be available in our store um, here next week and in the coming weeks. So definitely want to check that out. And it's a, it's a great kind of limited uh, edition to have if you're a Don Miller fan. So yeah. Well, on that note, we will wrap it up. Many thanks to Ryan Anderson for his years of service <laughs> with <laughs> the Orlando Magic. We are going to miss him greatly as we plummet down into the <laughs> depths of the NBA relevancy <laughs> over these next couple of years. going to be bad for a while. Folks, there are congratulations, dark, everyone. You wanted to hear about there it. are dark days coming, and congratulations. Yeah, it's gonna be ugly. Yeah. Congratulations to Ryan for getting out while he could. <laughs> <laughs> the man is very shrewd in his career 
career uh, decisions. Um, yeah, so thanks to Ryan. All the best of luck in New Orleans. I may have to watch a couple Hornets games this year. I'm not getting purple shoes, though. No. <laughs> uh, thanks to Yellow Ostrich for talking to us as well. You can check them out, again, at yellowostrich.com. Well, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Babyface. <laughs> I'm the co-pilot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> for Chad Michael Snavely, we'll see you next week. When can I see you again? When can my heart beat again? When can I see you again? And when can I breathe once again? Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. And for more great content, check out relevantmagazine.com. When does my someday begin? Whoop, there it is.